Hey, it's Dennis and Lisa McEntee, and you've reached the Drama Free Living Podcast. Lisa, we got an exciting topic to talk about today. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We are talking about feedback. Gosh, I'm not really sure how exciting that topic really is. Well, you know, and I think it's like how you think about it, right? Because how you think about anything really determines how you act about it. That's right. So if you think feedback and you groan internally, hmm, I would maybe evaluate your perception on feedback. Well, because it's almost like maybe you don't understand the true purpose of feedback. Maybe I don't understand the true purpose of feedback. Well, let's kind of, and I think as we kind of talk through it, it's it's a huge topic and we'll probably spend some other uh, podcast episodes just uh, kind of deep diving. But I, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's really about eliminating blind spots. And it's, blind spots are fascinating, right? Because think about it. It's what people see about you, but you don't see. It's blind to you. Yeah. You have this amazing exercise that you do to help people discover their blind spots. It's one of my favorites. It's super eye-opening. And whenever you present this, this exercise, it's such a visual um representation of your perception of blind spots. And it's really fascinating to me. Well, and it's like, you can't change what you can't see. Right. And I think that's really what helps people is that the reality is blind spots are already there, but if you're not open about them and transparent about them, or if you don't even realize that you have blind spots. Well, and the thing about it is, is that every person has blind spots and the higher you go, the more people see, it's almost like climbing a ladder. Right. If I'm at the top of the ladder, Lisa, where am I looking? I'm looking up. People at the bottom of the ladder, what are they looking at? They're looking at your hiney. They're looking at that hiney. Okay. And I think the goal is to have a really small hiney. Right? <laughs> well, and it's almost like it, the higher you go, the more of your hiney people see. Mm-hmm. So they already see it. And it's almost like, I think we all remember that story about the emperor's new clothes. Yes. Right. And I think this was one of my favorites growing up. It was great. I can still see the pictures in my mind from reading that book. I'm such a visual person. Well, and I think what was really the most, for me, the saddest part of that, that story is not necessarily that the emperor bought the invisible clothes, but he was walking down main street, totally naked and nobody said anything. And what's sad about that? Well, I think that everybody saw it but nobody cared enough to confront it. Nobody cared enough to step in and have the hard conversation. I was always embarrassed for him. Yeah. And how many people are like that, right? It's like, we're embarrassed, but we don't step in and like really care for him. Mm -hmm. And really when you care for it, it's like, you're willing to confront it. And what I love about, you know, the whole idea of feedback is you're continuing to get a picture of like who you really are. And you think about it with that feet, with that book, the emperor's new clothes. Now, if you aren't aware of what we're talking about, but we should put a link in the podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. You really should. This is, this book is an excellent kids book on feedback. And really, if you have kids, this is a super great discussion to have around this book is the importance of feedback. Um, Because you think about it, it's like the emperor, he was getting feedback and Mm. he was being sold a bill of goods. It wasn't even the correct feedback. And it wasn't even the correct feedback, but because he didn't have enough people around him to speak into it or enough people that he had built transparency and vulnerability with, Mm. he did not have that set up for him for feedback. So when the time came for him to be taken advantage of, there wasn't a framework set up for, for those um, systems of checks and balances. Isn't that powerful, Lisa? It's like, there wasn't 
like a framework for that. And I think that's what we maybe want to talk about and give everybody some strategies about what are some of these frameworks that you can create so that when it's time to get feedback, it you can get it. You already have the relationship set up. You already have the environment set up and the framework set up. So you're receiving the feedback that, um, that we all need. Well, and it's almost like it's up to us to kind of get it. I mean, Lisa, we've all given feedback to somebody who's never asked for it, right? Yeah, that never goes well. No, and it's almost like you, everybody does that once in your life. And then you go, hmm, I don't never think I'm doing that again. <laughs> never, that didn't work out. Never right? doing that again. But think about it of all the times that you have um, been given feedback that you asked for or been fi- given feedback that you wanted. Say maybe it was in a class or it was um, in a learning environment where the intention was feedback. Think about those things, those times when it's like, man, I really, I really grew from that. Can you think of anything particular, Dennis, like a time that you got feedback that it just really positively impacted you? Yeah. I, I think anytime, like somebody tells me like what I do well, see, because a lot of times, like we look in the mirror and we rehearse all the things that we don't do well, right? Mm-hmm. We, we already have all these pictures and it's amazing exercise. Sometimes we do in workshops is we ask people, okay, what do you do well? Like, what do you do easily that other people think is hard? And people are just like, they don't even have an answer, right? And it's like, you can't leverage what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know you're great at something, then how can you do it over and over and over again? So I think, you know, these times where people have told me, it's like, hey, this is really great. You did this really great. And to me, I think everybody does that great. Right. And I think that's the fallacy a little bit. So when we're talking about feedback, I think I want us to look at it as not just a negative, right? Because a lot of times, like we're always looking at the net and, oh, here's feedback and it's going to be negative. But Lisa, almost like everything is feedback. It really is. Um, All of life gives feedback. Well, because it's almost like you take an action and you get a result. Well, what is the result? It's feedback, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, I took this action, I get the result. And if I don't like the result, I can't get mad at the result. Right. And you know what? We get feedback. We get feedback in our health. You know, um, if you eat too much pizza, you're going to feel it the next day. I mean, life is it's it's a law. It's a principle of living life on this earth. Feedback is. Well, and, and here is an interesting idea about human psychology. Lisa, and I know we can all relate to this, right? How many of us have gotten up in the morning? We're getting ready for work and we step on the scale. And then we're pissed off. Mm-hmm. Now, now let's just think about this for a minute. Okay. To the scale, it's not personal. No. Right. The scale didn't go, I'm going to give Dennis a number today. It's really going to frustrate him. I'm really going to make him angry. It's like the number is the number. And then it gets even worse because sometimes I'll step on the scale and I'll be mad. And then I'll take it another step further and I'll complain to you. Yep. And then you'll look at me like I have three heads. You, you always say, well, I asked you if you wanted ice cream last night. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like that number is a result of the ice cream or a result of the pizza or whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, and another, another type of feedback. Um, so we recently, um, took up paddleboarding. I mean, we've enjoyed paddleboarding, but we recently purchased paddleboards ourselves and Made the so, big commitment. Yeah. And, big commitment. and because we, we love it. We love getting outside in nature. We love getting outside on the lake, on yeah. the lake where nobody is rather <laughs> we're not the boater kind of people. We're like the, give us some trees and some, you know, water that very few people are. And we're so happy. Well, so the first time we took our paddle boards out, you know, it was, it took a little bit longer. You know, we had to get certain things ready. We had to figure out, you know, where was the non-motorized boat ramp, all of these different things. Okay. To actually get our 
paddle boards out there with all of our gear, spend a few hours, get them back in, you know, race the race, the weather. So then the next week when we did it, we pretty much went through and we, we thought, okay, what feedback did that day give us? What feedback yeah. did that day give us in the preparation? What feedback did it give us in actually being out there? How much, how long was too long and too short? And, and how did we feel physically afterward? Like the next day, was that something that was actually refreshing to us and all of these different things, these were, we kind of sat down and we evaluated and we said, okay, that experience, what feedback did that experience give to us? And was it what we thought it would be? And what did we need to do to make it better? Yeah. And in that way, we're improving every single experience. And so experiences are feedback. So feedback, don't think of feedback as just one individual saying, Hey, let me tell you how, what you could have done right. better in this meeting. It's, it's not that feedback is all around us. Well, and it's almost like Lisa, the second time that we went out, we, we went out a lot quicker. It didn't take us as, as long to prepare. And we, and we, um, we spent less time out there too. Yeah. And we actually had a more enjoyable time, but it was because we took the feedback from the first experience right. and we leveraged it. So it's the same as we have this thinking tool that we use in our roundtables and with our, in our workshops called the learning matrix, where mm-hmm. we sit down and the way to make the past more valuable is extract value from the past. And a lot of people don't, they just, they live automatically, but they don't learn automatically. Right. And so one of the questions, you know, we'll, we'll ask is, okay, what went well and what about it? Why did it go well? What about it went well? Right. Because if I've done it well, once I can do it well again and again and again. And if, when you begin to think this way as a, as a mindset, so automatically, I think you and I both go to, okay, we had our first paddleboard experience by ourselves with our own paddleboards. And immediately my brain went to, okay, what went well and what can we do to improve next time? Or we had a phone call this morning with one of the team members and immediately, you know, our brains went to, and we talked after the call and we were like, okay, what went well on that call or what went well on that discussion that we had? Because we had a specific, um, uh, goal in mind. We had an, an end result in mind from this conversation and what went well from the conversation. And did we phrase things the way we needed to, to make a positive end result rather than just add more questions? Well, and it's almost like when you think about it, it's like even people's response becomes feedback, right? If they go defensive, yes, right. And then sometimes I got to step back and go, okay, was, did I not affirm that person Right. What did they not feel affirmed? Did they feel like I was attacking them? And was I attacking them? Was I low key being um, passive aggressively attacking? Yeah. And, and when you think about it, it's like that blind spot is what other people see about you. Right. So I'm super great at being direct. Yes. You do a really good job. <laughs> I, you know, it's, that. It's, it's my, it's, that is it's one my of your gift. superpowers. Is one of my, but when I overextend that superpower, sometimes people feel attacked. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mean to attack them. It's like, that is not even in my brain, but I have to realize it's like, you know, I'm giving people an experience. Let's think about this. It's like, we're a walking experience. Yeah. Like people experience me, they experience mm-hmm. you, they experience all of, all of us every day. And that's why it's super important to realize that, you know, if you want a different result, change a different action. Yeah. It goes back to this whole idea that we teach in workshops that you are ridiculously in charge, right? Right. You're in charge of your behavior. And your behavior drives your results. And if we're not happy with the results, don't get mad at the results. It's like, you can do something about it. It's like, you can change an action. You can change a behavior. 
And it's almost like you behaved your way into a problem. And here's a great idea, Lisa. And, and we haven't mentioned this at all on a podcast is that you can never talk your way out of a problem you behaved yourself into. Could you unpack that a little bit? Because there is so much to that. Okay. Right. So sometimes it's like we make a behavior and we just apologize. We say, I'm sorry. Well, but if I don't change my behavior, mm-hmm. if I don't put some things in place to like not do that behavior again, that apology is just hollow. Right. Absolutely. That's probably a whole podcast episode right mm-hmm. there. That's a whole life lesson. Right you know, there. It, maybe that's some of our marriage problems a little bit. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> I am working on my behavior, right? We're a work in progress. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Well, and, and I think, Lisa, that the key mindset, and we've talked about this before, you and I, I don't know, on a podcast, is that almost like thinking of life as an experiment. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if you think of it as an experiment, it's like, hey, we're going to do this experiment. Like, hey, we're going to go paddleboarding. It's an experiment, right? Hey, we're going to do this project. Hey, we're going to write this book. You know, hey, we're going to hire this team member. We're going to do this. Everything. Hey, we're going to do this with our family. It becomes an experiment. And if you almost think of it as an experiment, then, you know, some things work, some things don't. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And when you think of something as an experiment, you go back through. And if you go through and look at the scientific system of, you know, there's the experiment and then there's the writing down the results, and then there's the gathering research and, you know, testing the results. It's, it's just, it's a process. It's, it's not a failure. It's never a failure. An experiment is never a failure. It's always a, okay, what went right? What went right? What went wrong? And how can I do this better next time? And so feedback is not a negative thing. Feedback is um, just part of how we can enjoy life better. Yeah. And Lisa, I never, ever fail. I just get feedback. I just produce feedback. And feedback if you, so it's very interesting. So when you make that statement, I kind of like tense up a little bit when you say the word feedback. Oh, why is that? Unpack that first for a minute. Um, I think because inherently I believe feedback is negative. Yeah. It, well, because it is a correction hmm. and it's not necessarily a learning experience, but if you go through and you kind of reframe, okay, what's your definition of feedback? And I think at the core, I think that can be the big challenge, right? Because people have this perception of feedback as it's always negative. Right. Absolutely. But if everything becomes a learning experience, then you can extract the value from Mm -hmm. it. But if it's correction or criticism, then there's, there's not a lot of value that I can extract from it. Yeah, absolutely. Not because um, if it's correction or criticism, you immediately go on the defensive, whether it's correction or criticism in life experiences or from an individual. Well, and think about it, then when you go back to like being defensive, right, then you, then you close yourself off. It's like you kind of become this closed posture. You're not open, right? You're not open to like receive new information. It's like all of a sudden I'm going to defend or justify or rationalize. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad I never do that in our relationship. No, you, you're, you're really good at that. <laughs> We're both laughing here, right? It's it, you're laughing, <laughs> no, but really, really, if you, if you look at, you know, Oxford's definition or Oxford synonyms for feedback, it's just, um, you know, reaction, estimation, response, assessment, commentary, interpretation, evaluation, Um, really it's just, none of those are negative words, are they? And none of them are like cut and dry. This is what you did wrong. Yeah. And you know, and none of them are like personal accusations, analysis, 
evaluation. That's all it rating. is. The only word in here that I would maybe consider negative would be criticism and judgment or words, but they're just it's estimations, just an, evaluations. Yeah. So, so we're, we're going to, at least we've got so much to say on this and I, I think we're going to kind of step back and uh, do some deep dives and some different feedback type of situations. But uh, I, I think as people kind of walk out of, from this podcast, I, I want to like us to start looking at everything as feedback. And a lot of times, like I'll go to people and I'll just ask the question, Hey, what feedback do you have for me? Not, do you have any, right? Cause typically when you say, do you have any, what happens? Like people say, Oh no, no, nothing. You're doing great. And that's not really helpful. Right. We say, Hey, what feedback, good or bad? What, what feedback do you have for me? And then you get some information. Then you get some learning, some learning takes place. So learning never takes place unless you get feedback, mm-hmm. right? Even like grades on a test. What is it? It's feedback. Yeah. That's all it is. So no learning takes place unless there is feedback. Yeah. And if you if you hear the word feedback and you cringe or you become tense internally, um, my challenge would be to go back and reevaluate. Okay. So what is it about the word feedback hmm. that, that causes me to tense up? Or what is it about the word feedback that gives me negative vibes? And maybe it's time to redefine your term and redefine what actually feedback really is and really means. Because we're feedback is so vital to every area of our life. Evaluation, it's just, it's an assessment of, okay, what's great and what's not great? Because things go wrong and life happens Mm -hmm. and we can either sit back and we can just be victimized by them or we Mm -hmm. can utilize them to propel us forward and we can learn from them and um, just be better and make other people better. Yeah. It's just been powerful. I think for me, some of my big takeaways um, from just our chat today is uh, we all have blind spots. Mm -hmm. right? And you never correct what you're unwilling to confront. So Mm -hmm. the blind spot is already there. People already see it. So kind of get it out in the open, you know, kind of get the disinfect, like sunlight is the best disinfectant for me. And just this idea that every, every outcome becomes feedback. It's Mm -hmm. not a failure. It's, it's just feedback. But what's a key takeaway for you, Lisa? Um, I think that one of the key takeaways would be, you know, feedback. Another way to say feedback would be experiment, Mm. just really evaluating that, that term and understanding that everything in life, whether it's an interaction with a person, whether it's a, a review from a, from a higher up, or if it's a day out paddle boarding, it's, there is feedback and there is analysis and there's experimentation that comes from all of it. And we can utilize that to make our, our family better and our relationships better and even our recreation better. That's awesome. Listen, we're, we're going to do some deeper dives on this, but Lisa, this has been super fun. And uh, I think we're going to close it up for now. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast.